Welcome to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today. Liberty Moms are the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their to their children, their family, and their communities. They are right there on the front lines doing what they can to make sure those that they love the most are protected. And today we're we're uh, we usually talk a lot about current events and kind of what's going on, whether it's in. Um, politics or in the legislative session sees that are being um, promoted in Utah or across the nation. But I thought it would be nice to take a break and uh, talk a little bit about our lifestyle because as Liberty moms and Liberty dads, it's super important that we stay healthy, that we are there to set a good example for our children, that we make an environment that is um, a safe and healthy and peaceful environment, even in this toxic, crazy world that we live in. And I'm excited because I have a guest today. Her name is Karen Shores, and she's written a book called Stress Management, Lessons from the Savior. And we're going to take our, our podcast today and really dive into not all of not all of her book because we all definitely don't have enough time, but the the Things that I read that really um, spoke to me or jumped out at me, because I want to tell Karen up front that I was a little resistant when we decided as a, uh, I'm a part of the United Women's Forum here in Salt Lake, and someone had recommended this book, and I was like, oh, a self-help book, stress, I don't need it. But I went ahead and bought it, and I started reading it, and oh my goodness, I learned so many things that can help me in my personal life. Plus, I was just making a mental list of people that I knew of that were dealing with health issues or family issues. And I thought, oh, my goodness, this is what they need to read. And so I'm hoping that in the 40 minutes that we have today, we can get enough um, information, talk enough about it that it will pique people's interest that um, we, we help them today, but that they actually go out and get your book so that they can really get the uh, the full context of what you were sharing. So I thought, it, well, first of all, we do need to introduce you because if you're going to write on stress, you probably are somebody that has been through stress. Am I right? That's correct. Yeah. And so um, at the back of Karen's book, I've got um, a little bit of a bio of her. It says, Karen Shores learned a great deal about stress and how to manage it. When both her parents passed away while she was at Brigham Young University, she was suddenly on her own trying to work full-time and finish a master's degree. She learned more about how to deal with stress when her husband passed away right after she began her doctoral program at the University of Utah. Wow. That's lots of stress right there. And her doctoral dissertation was on identifying the character traits that help a person become resilient in a life of trials and challenges. And I think that's really where we want to uh, 
go right now is we were created to come to this earth and it wasn't for as much as we want to be entertained and have fun and and do all those um, things that make us feel happy and 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 safe we were actually down here we were created in fact you talk about that in one of your chapters we were created for stress and so um i think that's where we want to go with this um but first i thought it was really fascinating how you dove into the word stress and it's really part of our modern vernacular i mean what what we used to describe you know 80 years ago was never stress what what did they used to call this pattern of behavior that we go through right now? Um, all of those, if you're looking for them before um, the 1800s, you would see words like problems, challenges, difficulties, trials, um, complications, all of those words that uh, we look at as being stressful. Um, stress was used only in describing building structures, a wall, uh, you know, a building, uh, whatever, to see how much stress it could handle before it cracked. Well, um, the father of stress, um, Hans Selye, um, realized we could use that term to talk about people, how much pressure, how much um, ability do we have to deal with different things before we crack. So that's where the word stress came from. Wow, and what a what a, a word to describe somebody who really succumbs to that pressure of all-consuming stress is you crack. You you physically, emotionally can crack from it. So in the beginning of your book, you you talk about a stress formula. And it's interesting because uh you, you, it's an A, B, C, D step. It's very simplified, but you teach us how most go from A to D, I believe is what it is, and you leave out the in-between. And it's the in-between where we can actually make a difference on how D turns out, right? Right. Um, we tend to think that A, which is the event, is our stress. Um, and then we go to the automatic reaction, I'm stressed because this, this, and this are happening. Um, they miss steps B and C. Um, B is um, what we think about it. Um, what are our perceptions? You can see two people who go through exactly the same thing, and one of them is cheerful and, and trying to make the best of it and looking at it positively, and the other one cracks. Um, and after we uh, think it through and our perception is added to the event, um, then our body automatically reacts. We don't have a lot of choice in that. Our choice is how we perceive the event that just occurred. Um, the physiological response is kind of a blueprint that your body just sends out once you say, whoa, I'm stressed. So um, we can break that cycle as well intentionally once we realize it's occurring. So yes, we have A is the trigger or the event, B is um, what we think about it, C is that are how our body responds, and all of that together is what causes stress. 
Yeah, so in that formula, if, if someone was able to just really uh, get control of their perception of the stress, wow, you could make your life so much easier right. and around you. That's you absolutely true. Uh, and another thing is that we can change some of the events. We don't think we can, um, but there are a lot of events if we plan, if we prepare, we could change as well. Um, and a lot of folks don't want to take accountability for that because it means you have to plan and figure things out. Um, so writing the book on stress was a little complicated because we have so many different areas where we could manage it, change it, um, prevent it, um, and then finally just deal with it. You know, I thought it was interesting how you were talking about the United States has the most stressed population in the world. And I sometimes look at that as we are loaded with first world problems that people <laughs> of the planet would never even experience because they live in a, such a simplified, not easy, it's, they're, they're kind of in a survival, they're kind of in a survival mode, but, but they don't have all this uh, pressure and force that we seem to have here in the United States. And uh, that a million employees miss work every day due to stress. And that we spend, the United States spends over 80 million on anti-anxiety medications each year. So definitely stress is not isolated to anyone's home or community or state. It's across the United States. It is. And those statistics were pre-pandemic. Um, when I saw that first one about... United States is the most stressed country in the world. And I started reflecting on all those other third world countries thinking, you know, they're struggling for food and water and, and trying to prevent disease. How in the world did we get to be number one? And you're right, they're all first world problems. And that's where our perception can come in, uh, how we see those problems. Well, Karen, we're going to be taking a, a quick break here and we'll be back. There's much, much more to talk about stress, but we're talking with Karen Shore. Stay with us here on the Liberty Mom Show. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. You guys, your customer service and everything, you guys are great. And the commercials talk about it, but I don't know if it really gives it true justice. People need to know, this is maybe the most amazing product I've ever tried. It's so pure, it tastes so good, I'm just blown away by it. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code... 
USA. At the American Veterinary Medical Association annual convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health. One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at AVMA. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Hi, this is Brian Hyde. Several months ago, I was introduced to a small Idaho technology company called Pure Light that's invented a new type of light bulb that's simply amazing. Their LED light bulbs make all other light bulbs obsolete. And I've actually had a chance to put them to work in my own home. Now, these are bulbs that eliminate odors, including pet odors and chemical smells. They eliminate mold. They eliminate deadly germs, even the tough-to-kill ones like MRSA or E. coli or salmonella. They eliminate smells. They eliminate deadly chemicals from the air, just like a $1,000-plus air purification machine would do, only for a whole lot less with these Pure Light LED bulbs. And you know what? They work as advertised, and they're already being used in thousands of homes, businesses, schools, assisted living facilities, medical facilities, government buildings, and more. Find out for yourself. Go to pure-light.com. That's pure-light.com, the next generation of light bulb. Welcome back. Chris Kimball is hosting today on the Liberty Mom Show. And my guest is Karen Shores. And she is the author of Stress Management Lessons from the Savior. And we just got into uh, the whole idea of stress and how we are in the most stressful country in the world. I don't think that's anything for us to be proud of, <laughs> being a first world country like that. But that's the, that's the byproduct of, of living with technology. And, and you never get shut off from anything. It's always coming at you. In fact, I had to shut my phone off to do this so that I don't hear any beeps and whatever. Me too. So it's interesting because your book, of course, is focusing on how the Savior, who is there for us in any type of situation, is there for us with our stress. And I was looking on um, page 13. Uh, you were talking about the failing hearts of men and how We've got scripture that talks about these times because I see you talked about this in the last segment. This was written pre-pandemic. And so we've only escalated the stress. It, the stress has increased a lot to, to my awareness is that we're not really focusing on the Lord as much as we are focusing on what 
men tell us what to do? Right. What's the world telling us to do? And so um, let's get into that just a little bit about the men's heart shall fail them. Okay. Um, there, are a, there are a couple of different ways you can interpret that scripture. All of these scriptures um, in that chapter are about the last days. Um, I had people, I was teaching this at BYU Education Week, and I always had students say, but is our stress increasing? And the answer is yes, we're in the last days. Um, things are getting progressively worse. So um, there are two ways that our hearts are failing us. One of them is physically, um, heart disease is the number one leading cause of death in the United States. Um, and that can be from our lifestyle, from our stress. Stress is a contributing factor to heart disease. It's a very strong contributing factor. But also our lifestyle, if we're not exercising and eating right. The other way that our hearts fail us is um, also based on stress, but it means that we have so much stress that we're breaking that our hearts are breaking, that we can't, we just can't take anymore. And so both of those ways, our hearts are failing us. And um, that's a byproduct of the increased stress that we're dealing with. Right. And Karen, it's in that particular scripture, DNC 4526, it talks about surely men's hearts shall fail them for fear shall come upon all people. Now, you know, prior to the pandemic, I would have well, you're not going to have worldwide fear at any given moment. You know, you're not going to have a, a total fear blanket surrounding the whole globe. And then we had the pandemic and it's like, oh, wow, we just had that. The whole earth can be in fear at one time. Right. So I thought that was really um, interesting that that perspective only changed for me when we went through what we went through last year. And uh, the fear thing is where, I think we've gotten stuck in stress is because we've lost our faith to realize that there's somebody else. There's a bigger, more omnipotent, uh, heavenly being, our, our Jesus Christ, who is there for us. And I feel like sometimes when we've gotten into the fear mode, we've, we've shut off the idea that we can rely on him to get us through. All this. And that's, that's what the book is all about that the Savior has ways to get us through these. The very definition of stress at the beginning is that it's a physiological response to events that you perceive to be a threat or that cause you fear. So very much the definition, surely men's hearts shall fail them for fear. Um, you can read that as for stress of the events that occur. Um, when the pandemic hit, um, I didn't experience fear. I have not had fear throughout this whole pandemic because I, mean, I wrote this material. I know what the Lord's doing, and he's told us, stay focused on him. And so I have, and I've listened to everything that he told me to do to keep me safe. And I'm high risk by age, by um, some lung damage that I have. And I just listen. There's, you don't have to have fear with that. You just listen and you follow. Wow, Karen, I love that. I love hearing you testify to that because 
that's where I I feel like we've for people of faith. Now you've got a lot of people on this planet that don't believe in a God, right? And, and rightly so, they could be totally traumatized and in a lot of fear. But right. for those of us that really believe in God, believe in our Savior Jesus Christ, we have to just really. Um, this is where we have to hang on to Him. This is where we have to really cling to him and have faith, have that faith overcome fear that we will get through this, that um, come what may, his will be done, but he will be there for us. Yes, there's a, there's a spot in here that says, faith and fear cannot coexist. So if you have faith in the Savior and you follow him, it pushes the fear down. That's that's such an important um element to know you cannot have those two thoughts in your mind at the same time so if, if you stayed in fear then then um, the good news is you can sh- repent you can change you can change and turn away from fear and just say you know what jesus christ i am here i'm going to follow you forgive me i'm so sorry that i bought into fear and and you can change that so so quickly um the other um Scripture that kind of came out to me is again is from DNC 45 and it's verse 33. Men's men will harden their hearts against me, and I'm kind of seeing that in a in a way that I didn't ever imagine prior to the prior to the pandemic. Is it was okay to close church? That was like what? Like that was yeah. Church is just the you know we can have the. We can have the liquor stores open and we can have, oh, a number of things open, but not a church. And I thought, wow. So somehow men have decided that church was not essential. Men have hardened their hearts against the Lord. We see that every day. All we have to do is watch the news at night and we see how people have hardened their hearts against the Savior, against God against all of the principles of the gospel. Um, I have very close family members who are atheists and just don't want to hear anything related to God. And it breaks my heart because their hearts are very hardened about listening to all this counsel that's great counsel. I mean, the prophets told us over and over, hear him, learn how to hear him. He'll get us through and he will. And he has. This was just a wake-up call, right? And it's it's uh, it's made me aware that this is really going to be an individual relationship. That um, the church community we've seen got shut down, and so we really have to rely on our own relationship. Is that the one sheep? He's our shepherd, and he looks after all of his sheep. But it's that one-on-one because we can't. We can't always take for granted that we can go to church anymore. Correct. Or be around people. Um, who knows if we're going to have the variants for this pandemic that are going to go crazy again and shut it down for even longer. We don't know that. Um, right. At the beginning, I just thought this is, this is just the wake-up call. There are many other things coming. Um, if we don't repent and start paying attention to the Lord, there will be many other things that we're going to have to deal with. Well, Karen, we're going to be back here in just a quick minute. We've got another break, but stay with us. Karen Shores, Stress Management, here on the Liberty Mom Show. 
Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball, thank you for listening in today. We've been having a fascinating discussion on not your favorite topic and not my favorite topic, but something that we do need to talk about, and that is stress. And uh, Karen Shores is my guest today, and she is the author of Stress Management Lessons from the Savior. And we've been talking about a lot about how stress has been um, perceived, and it's actually been prophesied in Scripture that we would be in the place that we are today. And what I love about Karen's book is she has a way for you to go through and take an inventory of your stress levels. And so she has um, a, a chart for overall stress of life issues that are happening to you. And then she has one on the daily things that come up. And so let's talk about the, the life event um, chart and how that affects our stress overall. Okay, it's um, called the Holmes and Raw scale. Um, and, and there are actually several different scales. You can find them online, but I included a general one in the book. The life events are, uh, they tried to weigh how much change you have to make in order to deal with each of the events. So the top one is death of a spouse, and that score is 100. Um, but it goes through, uh, like, change in financial status, retirement, uh, marital reconciliation, personal injury, those kinds of things that occur. And the measurement is supposed to be for a year. And you just check off all the things that have happened in that year. And then um, there's a scale how to interpret that, that if you have a score below 150, that's kind of a normal amount of stress. Um, like I say at the beginning of the book, we have stress by design. Actually, that's what the Savior said. That was the first lesson that he sent to me was we have stress by design. There is a purpose in having stress in our lives. And so having a score below 150 is kind of normal. 150 to 300 is moderate to high, and scores above 300 is extremely high. The, the concern as we get into higher stress levels is that it starts taking a toll on our physiological health. And so in all likelihood, you're going to have some health issues um, to go along with a high stress scale. Well, perhaps mental and emotional issues as well. And I wanted to bring up, and I'm glad you, you were talking about how we were built for stress, but I wanted to make sure that we talked about the idea that when you're high, in high state of stress, there's like 1,400 chemicals that get um, downloaded into your body. Immediately. The yes. Your body perceives its stress, and there's 1,400 known chemicals. Um, the more we research, I mean, I'd have to redo this book every two or three years and change those because we find new chemicals that are released. Um, and they have like this waterfall effect of the different places in your body that it says, oh, we're stressed. You need to do this. You need to speed up your heart rate, um, coagulate your bloodstream. That's not a big deal if the stress is short-lived. If the stress is long-lived, it is a big deal. Your blood is constantly coagulated. Well, that's going to lead to blood clots and heart 
um, heart disease and strokes um, just because we have prolonged coagulation in our bloodstream. And all of those things have a physiological effect. That's so important to know because you have a whole, I'd, I'd say just, I would normally say just even Utah, the United States, but you have a whole globe of individuals who have been, many have been in a stress mode for more than a year. Correct. Because if they've been watching the news, there's always information. They throw out these numbers and these statistics to keep you in fear. Correct. Designed to make you afraid. And that puts you in this horrible condition where you've got this toxic cocktail in your body and you can only handle that for so long before you manifest illness. Correct. Generally, um, short-term stress, our body automatically relaxes from it. Um, but today, our stress is different. It's prolonged. It's constant. It's um, complicated. And so we don't automatically relax. We stay in a high stress mode, which keeps all of those chemicals purging through our bloodstream. And that causes long-term problems. Um, I was in a class when I said something about faith and fear can't coexist. And the lady said, well, you must be stronger than I am because my I don't have enough faith not to be terrified in this pandemic. And my heart just broke for her. She's in terror for years. She's been in terror when faith can overcome that. That is so sad. It is. It's, it just oh, broke my heart. It is heartbreaking. So it, that's important to know is if you feel like you've been in a point of high stress for a long period of time, then you definitely need what Karen has put into the book because we're going to get into that in, um, when we wrap up here. But it, it's really getting a handle on it because that's it's not going to – in fact, if you stay in fear of, of, of being – of catching likely going to be the one that catches COVID because your right. immune system is going to plummet and make you more vulnerable. That's so right. if you stay in a place of faith, you can actually help your immunity. Right. Absolutely. Um, so I need to clarify one thing. Um, I, I put in the book the things the Savior told me to put in the book. And so I, I, I need to clarify that it's um, I've said at the very beginning with the dedication that he is the true author. He gave me his lessons. I tried when I was teaching at Education Week. I called this stress management lessons from the Savior only because I had learned that all the principles I knew were had scripture to go with them. But when I named it stress management lessons from the Savior, I had the most humbling experience in my life. When the Lord said, um, no, they're not what you're teaching are your principles validated by my scripture. You want to know what my lessons are, then listen. So I have to clarify that these are his lessons. I just put the words with it. Well, thank, thank you, Karen, for clarifying that, because that that um, gives us even more um, hope in knowing that what we we read when and take to him is what he really wants for us. And he wants us to be at peace. He wants us. He's down. To, men are that they might have joy. Right. 
can you be joyful if you're so stressed out you can't even leave your home? And you know, um, I, I was trying to write this book after my husband died. I was working full time, was taking care of three grandchildren, and I kept hearing, hurry up. My children need this. Hurry mm. up. My children need this. Well, Karen, thank you for listening. Thank you for being intuitive to hear him and do as he has wanted you to do. And give it, he's given you the platform you teach, <clears throat> excuse me, at BYU. Plus, you've been able to put it in a book that anybody can access. Now, we, we want to just, we've only got less than a minute and a half, but we want to talk about daily hassles really quick and how they actually can be worse than the life event, right? Uh, well, yes, they can. Um, daily hassles are the little things that are annoying and you can't figure out how to fix them. And when you can't figure out how to fix them and they annoy you every single day, um, those scores can uh, be higher than your regular stress scores. Um, there are several daily hassle scales as well. You can find them on the internet because daily hassle for a teenager is different than a daily hassle for geriatric patient or a, a new mom that has four or five children. Those daily hassles are going to be different, but you have to calculate those in to your stress score. So if you're going to do these, do both scales so you can see exactly uh, a realistic idea of what your stress level is. And I want the listeners to know that both of these scales that we've talked about, the life, stress, and the daily hassles are right in the book. Yes. Right there for you to work on and use to um, help you identify your level of stress so that you can deal with it and use the um, solutions because we're not going to leave you high and dry. <laughs> Karen has a lot of solutions for you. But uh, I think it's really important for us to understand how critical it is for us to get a handle on stress. And so um, we're, going to, we're going to be back here in just a few minutes. Karen Shores, and I need to say Dr. Karen Shores, she has a PhD, author of Stress Management, will be with us after this short break. stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one 
easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance, and MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month. You might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's healthcare costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by March 31st. You can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick and loans, internal data, points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. Analyst consumer access. Number 3030. We're back here on the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today, talking with Dr. Karen Shores. She is the author of Stress Management Lessons from the Savior. And as she mentioned in the last segment, these are literally his lessons that he taught her that he wants for us to have so that we can deal with the these, these final days that we're, we're really in at this point in time. And so... This is our final segment. We don't want to leave everybody stressed out, right, Karen? And so we do want to get into some solutions. And um, one of the solutions that I want to talk about just real quickly, there's lots of them, but I love the meditation. Mm -hmm. The idea of just stopping and just shutting out the world, getting this planet out of your head, out of your mind, all the noise, and just trying to connect to him because how can we hear him if we've got earphones in our ear and phones ringing and we're listening to tv and playing video how do you hear him if you're not listening right Right. and meditation actually is to try to clear out all the clutter of all those different voices so you're pushing everything out and just staying focused um and actually that's the best way to start praying 
is to clear all that out, meditate for a few minutes, and then you can communicate really clearly with the with the Lord. Okay, so Karen, this yeah. broadcast was that was one thing I needed to hear from you because what a great way to start prayer by getting centered and calm and quiet and clearing out the clutter and then begin to pray. That's fantastic. Wow. Thank you. Um, what other, well, oh my gosh, you have a list of things, but what, what, um, what are some, well, time management, you mentioned that earlier in the first segment, time management, meaning procrastination sometimes is our own stress inducer, right? So managing our time better, right? Right. Uh, and actually I have uh, throughout, there are kind of some overall categories like um, fixing the triggers, um, plan ahead so you're not having as many triggers for stress. Stop creating your own stress by um, lying or cheating or um, getting addicted to drugs or all of those create a great deal of triggers. Um, change your thoughts so that instead of the terrified, you can focus on faith. Um, there, there's a list in the book of coping, things that you can do when you're really stressed to cope, to break the cycle. What we're trying to do is break that stress cycle. Um, so the coping techniques are just to help you break the cycle. Um, but the last sections of the book have um, a whole bunch of things that you should not do, like be angry, um, be um, procrastinating was one of them, um, not having integrity and getting caught in lies and um, being overwhelmed, over-programming that you end up, oh, I can do that, okay, I can do that, I can do that, pretty soon you're in a crunch where you've got all these things that have to be due tomorrow. Um, but the good ones are in the back of the book, and that's called building stress capacity. It's increasing our ability to deal with the stress that we have to deal with. And there are lots of categories in there, and you've mentioned a few. Meditation is one. Um, building social support systems is one. Um, time management, definitely. Stop procrastinating stay out of debt, um, learn how to make good decisions. Uh, are oh, there ones that you wanted me to focus on? Well, I what was coming to my mind where what helped me is um, when I when I have been in, I, I have the personality that to take more things on. And when I learn to start saying no to things, like just no, I can't do that. <clears throat> thank you. Thank you for thinking of me, but no. Yeah, I that helped alleviate some stress. And I think in a, a lot of times in a religious culture where we are uh, feeling like we, we need to be serving and giving and doing all the time, that we have to really make sure that we're taking care of ourselves first. It's like the airplane, put your mask on first <laughs> before you do your kids. Because if you're, if you're burnt out and crack, you don't help anybody. And so just being able to say no was helpful to me. And then managing time. I, I've learned that I really have to think through it. It doesn't take me 10 minutes. It really takes me half an hour to do that. Yes. To get from point A to point B. So once I start adding more time to my, I, what I'm going to do during the day, 
that saved me so much stress. And, and part of that time management, I, I am exactly the same as you. I used to write something in my calendar. This is due on such and such a day. But I didn't write on my calendar for the three weeks before that. You better be working on that report. You better work on, because the report writing isn't just one light item on your calendar. And we tend to forget about that. Um, I have students all the time, it drives me nuts, that say, oh, by the way, I am getting married right before finals. And I think, oh, my gosh, uh, that's about as crazy as you can get because you're going to be overwhelmed the entire semester. But they, oh, you know, that's what they've written on their calendar. That's the day that will work. So um, it, it, time management means really managing all of that. And being more, uh, well, scripture tells us not to be acted upon, but to act. And so doing those things, uh, just, I mean, procrastination, I think, is a overall character trait that we see in our society. And I don't really know why that has happened, because um, I, take, I take tours over to other countries, and Americans are known for being late. And when I work with tour operators or tour bus drivers, when, when I say 12, they are there at 12. And then here's our American tourists, and they're 10 minutes late, five minutes late, 15. Oh, 12, that's, isn't that 1230? I mean, it's kind of a cultural thing. It is, and there's some explanations under that section of all the different things. It's like fear of doing the project or, um, I'd rather be lazy and then I'll just finish it in five minutes. And so, yeah, there's some suggestions about why we are procrastinators, but we need to fix it. Yeah. And, and I would, I would agree that with you that there is maybe some underlying fear that it's like, I just don't want to tackle that. So I'm going to put it off as long as possible. Yes. And then you find yourself in crunch time. Right. Yeah. So how do you, um, Oh, okay. The other thing that I thought was really important was we can teach our children to not be as stressed by them watching us. And I thought, oh my goodness, you, we've got these kids growing up, especially during this pandemic where they're kind of afraid they're going to get sick from friends. And, you know, and, and so I think it's really important as parents that you talked about addressing their fears. Like if they have a fear of sleeping in the dark and, and just really helping them work through that fear they'll become better adults with handling stress. We have um, the number one problem that we have right now is anxiety. And anxiety is related to stress, which means we're the top country of stress, stress people. We pass that on to our children. Our children are now filled with anxiety about how they're going to perform. And how. yes, my grandchildren living with me were terrified of the pandemic. And we had a prayer and we talked to Heavenly Father. What do we need to do? And they've been fine. They've been fine ever since. So, yes, parents have a huge responsibility. Kids learn by what we do, not by what we say. That's so true. But I, I just felt like that if there's anything we can do to this next generation, it's help them manage their fears so we have less of this anxiety going on. And... Like what you did is you directed them to the to Heavenly Father. Yes, and, we did it together. Yes, and that's what 
we have to be, again, teaching our children is when it looks crazy down here and things are out of control, we can always rely on him, our Heavenly Father, on Jesus Christ, and he can bring us peace, which is how you finish your book is this idea that he wants us to have peace. And that came as the exact last lesson that the Lord said, the last thing I want my children to hear is peace, that he is the, the source of peace and he can bless us with it if we ask him. Wow, Karen, we, we have run out of time, but you have been such a blessing to me today. And I hope our listeners enjoy. Get the book, Stress Management Lessons from the Savior, Dr. Karen Shores. Thank you for being my guest. Yes, I appreciate it. 